0: Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm, I'm really glad that you've joined me and, and thank you so much for doing that. For our Daily Word today, we're going to go into Mark chapter 9, verses 49 and 50. That'll be our focus. Let me share those with you. And then what we're going to do is, is back up and see what leads to these because I really believe that this is kind of the bottom line instruction and calling from Jesus in relation to the teaching that goes before and and, uh, just helpful, I think, to focus in on it and then uh, go back and let, let this bottom line scripture and purpose of Jesus inform the whole teaching. So we read here these words of Jesus. For everyone will be tested with fire. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. Now, let's think first of all, before we back up about the qualities of salt and especially in the ancient world, what would salt have been used for? And that was of course for seasoning as it is now and and I'm fairly fond of salt and uh, and so there was that but also especially in the ancient world, it was used as, as a preservative, as a, a change agent that would keep uh, corruption from happening. And, and Jesus is using this as a, as a metaphor here, and there's so much truth in this, and the calling is to, if you'll let me say it this way, to stay to stay salty, that is, to remain in the transforming and preservative presence of Jesus, and to be a transforming and preserving uh, presence in the world that we would we would actually change the world for the good and we would press back against the corrupting forces of darkness in the world. So let's let's back up then to uh, verse thirty three and and here the Jesus and the disciples are returning to Capernaum, which is kind of the the hub of Jesus' ministry, particularly in the Galilee, and they're returning. Jesus already knows what they were talking about, um, but he asks them because they need to confess it. They don't want to confess it, but it finally comes out that they're talking about who's the greatest. I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. All that stuff, and Jesus is going to give them a word about about pride. Mm-hmm. and And here, I believe, if we tie this in with the salt, Jesus would say to us, "Pride has this this." greatly corrupting possibility this greatly corrupting power to it he says to them whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else that if you if you really want to be the greatest if you want to be the first if you want to be the best then you're going to need to take the last place take the place of a servant and then he's going to give what's essentially a, an object lesson. He brings a child, and he says, "You know what? If you welcome this child, you're welcoming me." And and it's it's helpful to to hear this with you know first century Middle East ears, right? The, at this time, nowhere in the world were children as important and valued as they are after Jesus. This is really a part of how Jesus is. Uh, is transforming the world and we, we see this very plainly that the way that children are looked at is transformed by Jesus Christ. But in this day they were looked at not, not as being unimportant and, and not as having no value but, but for sure a little bit more like property than we would for sure be comfortable with or think was good and they certainly weren't respected, they weren't thought of as full human beings and, and it wasn't that adults would typically just out, you know, in the marketplace and so forth, just engage a child and try to make a, a child feel important as we might, you know, now. It, it, uh, it was just a different world. And Jesus brings a child before them and says, Listen, if you are willing to be humble enough to take the time to welcome a child, someone who can't do anything for you, someone who can't you know advance your your um uh you know your desire to be seen as you know something really great uh your advancement and so forth if you'll welcome this child then you it's welcoming me it is to have the humility that it takes to welcome Jesus as lord and and then he carries on and he starts to talk more uh, generally about sin of course pride is is a sin it's a, a deadly sin but now he's going to speak more generally about sin and and it's um, <laughs> it's a teaching that'll get your attention I, I will say that that you know if if your hand causes you to sin cut it off it's better better he says to enter in to heaven with one hand than go to hell with two right and he talks about, um, you know, not only hands, but feet and eyes. And, and listen, uh, Jesus is certainly using hyperbolic language here uh, on, on purpose, of course, and with good effect because the, the, the truth here is not that if we, if we mess up, if we sin, that we're losing our salvation and going to hell. That's not, that's not the lesson here. The lesson is about the corrupting influence of sin. We are, we are saved. We're made right with God by the grace of Jesus. He washes away our sin, washes away our guilt, our shame, the judgment of God over our, our sin. He takes it upon himself. And this is not like a new self-righteousness, a new uh, legalism. That, oh man, the way you're getting into heaven is you're not sinning. That That's not the point here. It is the corrupting nature of sin. It has this way of promising what is good, but actually ending up taking from us, corrupting. And it has the possibility, and Jesus knows this, and we've seen this, sin has the possibility of getting a hold of somebody and dragging them away from God. It does. And Jesus doesn't want that for us. He he doesn't want us to, to fall into the the... A trap of pride he doesn't want us to fall into the trap of any sin but to consider who we are and whose we are and to continue to to be in the presence in the relate this relationship where God is transforming us he's he's actually making us new and that we would continue to be salt and light in this world that we would be a transformational presence in the world By our humility, by our servant-heartedness, by our service to Jesus Christ, by our sharing and witnessing to the good news of Jesus Christ, we would be a transforming presence in this world. And I think along with Jesus, let's just pray, may it be so. May it be so. May we not be trapped by sin or pride, but be captured by the love of Jesus Christ and live for Him. In His name we pray, amen. Amen. And until we get a chance to speak again, may God bless you and keep you.